Evening, folks. Welcome to the Grid Iron Crew podcast, an NFL podcast made in Scotland by NFL lovers. You are listening to and watching, well, you're watching three quarters of us because Ian's having technical difficulties. So you get to see a picture. Uh, you're listening to and watching the review crew. I am your host, Brian, the conscience of Cleveland Donlin. And well, folks, it's week three. Uh, and what a week it's been, to be fair. I think it's fair to say week three has been a, a bit of a highlight. Um, loads and loads of big talking points we're going to work our way through. Um, aye, and there's more than a few talking points from this week's slate of games so far. As always, we will be making sure that we go a wee kick-off question in a minute to ease us into things. And as always, we have got our statistic of the week waiting for you at the end of the pod as well. Remember, give us a like, give us a subscribe, give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts from. And as always, I am joined by some of the finest members of the crew. Now, we will start. He is the uh, he is the big cheese in the land of the crew. Uh, he comes from, well, it doesn't come from the frozen north of Green Bay. He's not that cruel to himself. Uh, but it might, he, he might be starting to fall back in love. Yeah, yeah. I, told you, I, I said it last week. The, the, the podcasting community is dropping their puns already. Absolutely yep. watching uh, for just just for having his name. Uh, but yes, it is Liam, a Packers fan. How are you doing, Liam? I'm good. I'm good. Indeed. Um, another another a great weekend of football. Great weekend. <laughs> yeah, I remember it. Now this is it's even, and we'll get to it because we, we are we are going to talk Green Bay. But it's even a weekend. You get to wake up to Victory Monday. I know, Which I know. You didn't, you didn't expect many of this season. I, I well, yeah. I, I, I hope. <laughs> I had hope. <laughs> we all know that, that his automatic answer was to just be a fan and say, "No, I didn't." No, no, actually, I actually. I know, I know. I, 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 I know. Well, one person who, if he's honest to himself, didn't expect of many victory Mondays. Somebody who did expect of many victory Mondays and has as yet been left wanting. It is our resident Viking, um, but it seems like his team's the one being getting raided. Uh, Smudger, how are you doing, sir? I'm, I'm doing good. Oh, you said Liam didn't come from the frozen north. Ah, he does. He comes from East School Bride. That's like the most frozen north you can get in central Scotland. Come on. Oh. <laughs> James, James, are Scotland? You're talking to somebody that lives in Elgin. <laughs> uh, uh, how are you doing, mate? Well, I would say, have you been enjoying watching watching the games? Have you been enjoying the NFL? I'll leave it a bit vaguer than that. I I have been enjoying the NFL, Brian. Have I, have I been? I've been enjoying most of the NFL. How about that? We asked for the skin there. I've been enjoying most of the NFL. Did I enjoy all of the NFL this weekend? Maybe not, but we'll probably talk about that in just a wee bit. <laughs> you, you you have enjoyed a solid what ninety five percent of the NFL. There's that little yep. lingering that little lingering percentage that I, that I may I may make you you live through unfortunately. <laughs> um, now the, the good news actually, gentlemen, for for this week uh, we are actually joined by somebody who knows what they're talking about, um, which is it's absolutely refreshing because it's somebody that can correct uh, all of the the, the many howls. Uh, that I utter as I, as I fumble my way in the dark through this podcast. Uh, it is Ian. He has been with us before. Those of you that were tuning in uh, throughout the off-season will have heard Ian. He is one of the coaches uh, with the East Cobride Pirates. Uh, and we, as much as he's knowledgeable, his team choice is questionable because he's a Pats fan. Um, but we'll forgive him for that and we welcome <laughs> him back. Ian, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Good to be back. Looking forward to it. Nice one. Have you know this is why I'm, I'm again staying away from the details of your game. I have. Have you been enjoying the NFL back as well? It's it's been interesting. Must be interesting being a Patriots fan at the minute. Yeah, um, I seen something today which is quite funny. But like, you know, he hated last year under. Patricia and things like that, and things have looked a lot better this year. But I noticed that our offense ranks lower so far this year than it did at this time last year under Patricia. But certainly doesn't feel like that. So it's amazing just what that negative kind of impact on person taking away does and makes a change. But uh, yeah, it's been two two hard opening games to start with, um, which in the contrary looks like actually pretty decent results or decent performances. Um, but 
yeah, still the same old mistakes, still the same old things, shooting ourselves in the foot, making their own mistakes, and you know, not being able to close out things at simple, you know, fumbles at silly points and silly penalties at crucial points and things like that. It's just the difference between winning and losing at the moment. But yeah, it's good to have the Jets yesterday and get back to winning ways. So, so hang on, that, you know, that's that, you know, issues at critical moments. So that, that sounds like that might be a coaching problem. Uh, I, 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 don't know if I don't know if it's a coaching problem, but it'll certainly. Uh, I've got, I've got a very good friend who's a, a Raiders fan, and we kind of text each other all the time, and he knows my thoughts at the moment. I'm, I don't know. I think, I think Bill might be getting a bit senile in his old age. And maybe. Listen, uh, I, ha- just, I happen to know that Bill tunes into this podcast every single week, and he'll be sad. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> still Yeah, just said, oh, it's just. Just a few things that you know, glaring, glaring wide receiver number one required, and we don't really do much in that market. Glaring line requirements don't really do much in that market, and just makes you wonder, I guess, when the CC that you know we don't see in that sort of thing. So, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to challenge you there, Ian. I'm going to have to challenge you because, as a devout fantasy owner of Kendrick Bourne, you clearly have. A, a, a excellent wide receiver one who should be seeing 20 plus targets every single game. Well, I don't think Matt gets enough time to drop back and make take 20 plus <laughs> Right, okay guys, uh, we are going to get into it. Um, thank you all very much. So it is time as always for our kick-off question and we really couldn't go anywhere else with it this week than laying a beat down on a team. We have now. I'm not going to spoilers, folks. That was a big result at the weekend. Don't tell Spoiler anyone. alert! Spoiler alert! Oh, <laughs> just just in, just in case you don't exist on any form of social media. Um. So yes, we've seen the Dolphins lay the beat down last night, and that is the theme of our question this week. What is your favourite ever sporting beat down that you've seen? Can be any sport, can be any era. Doesn't necessarily need to be a big score. Because uh, I'm going to be honest, mine isn't a big scoring game, but it's just that more of a, a philosophical beat down that you laid on another team. Um, who, who would like to kick me off? Who's got one that, that jumped into their head that they thought, yes, that oh smudge up that hand went up very very quickly. It did. Oh, it this did. is a bit of It's great. Uh, right, oh, just... what is your favourite ever sporting beat down? I'm only just jumping in because I thought surely somebody else in the pod is going to pick this beat down as well, but I don't know. But in in recent history, recent footballing World Cup history, anyway, my absolute favourite beat down that I've seen was 2014 in the World Cup semi final between Brazil and Germany, where Germany oh. absolutely destroyed Brazil seven one. And it was just one of the best, most like clinical games of football I've ever watched. Like they just absolutely picked Brazil apart, just like gave them an absolute footballing lesson. It was just glorious. I loved watching it. And just even um, even at the end, like seeing like so like Neymar, I know he, he was injured, but just just seeing him in tears, you know, <laughs> the, the outcome of the like the, the fallout afterwards, like there was just so many like distraught Brazilian footballers. Um, but I mean, it was just it was it was a beat down, an absolute hiding, um, and I thoroughly enjoyed watching it because I'd seen I'd watched the Germany game, um, the World Cup before as well, and then they were playing yes. in England twenty ten. And it was amazing as well. Um, that was was that five one game, um, and uh, aye, it was tremendous at all. But the seven one game where they absolutely just I say took took Brazil to pieces. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed that. That's that's one of my most enjoyable beatdowns. Watching Neymar cry special for everybody. Why uh, would you not take pleasure in watching that? I mean, come on, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> like, we, we shouldn't be that nasty, but it is, it is fantastic. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I mean, shout out to uh, the Bouncing Off the Ropes podcast on YouTube, chucking us in. His favourite is Man U 6, Arsenal 1, that he was actually there for, which makes it even better. I'm going to assume a Man U fan, because nice. I'm fairly certain Arsenal fans wouldn't say that they like that. Um, but it's always nice to get to get see a beat down in the flesh as well. 
Uh, right, Liam, Ian, who's got one that's at the tip of their tongue well, or desperate to go off their chest? I, I, was slightly, I was slightly worried when Craig brought up the World Cup in Germany there, because mine <laughs> is exactly Ooh. the World Cup in Germany, but a wee bit earlier on that, 2002. Um, oh, okay. Um, I just remember this one a bit, bit random, just because of where I was watching the World Cup. I was walking the West Island Way, and we're trying to watch the World Cup as we're, we're doing it. Um, we're at school. Germany beat, not quite Brazil, but obviously gave Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia an absolute hiding 8-0. <laughs> that was uh, great fun. Closest scoring a hat-trick was amazing. Um, I can't remember now. I think it was three headers, but I could be wrong. I can't remember now. It was something like that. It was something stupid like that. Um, but yeah, that was just a, a crazy game. And I thought Closer got the golden boot that year, but he didn't. I think it was a year after he got the, the golden boot, which I was a bit shocked at. So I think it was actually Ronaldo who got it that year. But anyway, that was a good, it was just a, good, a fun memory of watching the World Cup. Watching World Cup, yeah, and it's that to be fair. Watching that that mighty footballing nation, Saudi Arabia, get leathered situation. <laughs> yeah. Not quite Brazil, but you know, still, I'll take it. Ah, still, stop it. It's fine. It was good fun to watch. Uh, Ian, what about yourself, mate? What is your your um, favourite sporting beatdown? So uh, I've had a had a few in my time, but um, my my personal one that means probably means the most as well was actually last year with the Pirates, the Division One National Final. Um, didn't really know what to expect to move it out and put 50 in a final on a team. You know, oh, 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 oh. Putting it down a 50 burger. 50 burger, na- national final, you know, broadcast live on YouTube everywhere. We opened the, opened the game and we turned the opening kick off to the house and then just never let go for the rest of the game. So, yeah, that's that's the personal one that can I always just that will always stick there. Do. Um, be on the sidelines, knowing just that, just got that feeling the whole way through. You know, this is it. You know, we've won this, and yeah, that was a great, that was a great one. Ian, Ian have you heard of the Geneva Convention? <laughs> yeah, I was just a coach, man. Like it's just <laughs> the players that were committing, is it, commit the crimes, not me. He's up with that to a team and a final. <laughs> it's different if you read or something like you know round one of a tournament you know i mean they kind of they get a game and like the rooms in there you know when everybody's watching oh that's that's a special one but i like that that is special right mine i'm going for there's only like there's only only one i was ever going to go for it wasn't a massive a massive score difference mine is an nfl one and you know it was only only a score difference of what 11 points but it did involve 28 points in the first quarter when the Browns beat the Steelers in the playoffs. <laughs> I knew you were going to pick that game. <laughs> oh, it going to be that way. Do you, know, do you know the reason that, the only reason that that's the one? One, because that first quarter is possibly the best quarter of football I think I've ever seen. It was Big Ben at the end, just sitting there, utterly defeated in the sideline, and he's aim guy in the playoffs for <laughs> the Browns. Yeah. And no, I don't care that we've had no serious success since then. That is not the point. <laughs> oh, right, you can you can dine out in that quarter yep. for decades, Brian. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Absolutely, it doesn't matter that we literally lost uh, all three remaining quarters. That's <laughs> the rest of that game. The second Minor quarter details. we lost each each quarter. The second quarter we lost ten seven. Third quarter we lost thirteen 0 Fourth quarter we lost fourteen thirteen. That was enough. Uh, was that the first quarter where the ball went over uh, Ben's yes. head? Yes. Yes, it was. Yes. First, uh, first <laughs> snap of the game. Straight over his head. <laughs> One of my favourite ever moments in football. Um, yeah. Right, okay. We're, we're, we're warmed up, gentlemen. So, it's time to visit what was a fantastic week three. Um, well, for most of us. Uh, no, it was a fantastic week three. Now, on the notion of it only was a fantastic week three for most of us, we're going to imagine it was you that, that coined this phrase on the no, not originally, but on the pod. You coined it. We're going to tear the plaster off. We're going to go in. We're going to remove it. It is time to start <laughs> <laughs> the paper bag. No, <laughs> so it was the Chargers. They were coming to Minnesota. Two teams, zero two. It was going to be the the, the time to see. Who was going to drop to O and three? Roger, this is when you tell us where the bad people hurt you, and we get the little doll, and you get to talk about it, mate. That's it. They hurt us here, here, here. <laughs> Man, we're 
where do you where do you start with this game? I, I was full of high hopes, Brian. The, the the pod that we did in the preview crew, I thought one. I thought it's going to be a close game. It was a close game in terms of the it score. Um, I think the score was flattering to say the least, um, as far as the Vikes were concerned. Um, and we'll get into that. Um, I thought it was going to be a high scoring game. I thought we were going to get a shootout. We didn't quite get a shootout. Um, but there was just so many mistakes in this game. It was just like from both sides, it was a mix of awful, awful fumbles, giving the ball away, um, terrible defence, terrible defending, and awful play calling. Like just all of those, and, and all of those um, definitely applied to, to the Vikes. Maybe not all of them as far as the Chargers were concerned, but oh, we, we, we were just dreadful. Um, it was it was one of the most frustrating games to watch um, because we just made so many stupid errors. We couldn't hold the football. Um, the the Hawkinson quite, quite fumble, the, yeah, I think super glue is probably the one thing I would say would have would have helped us in that game. Um, like just oh, from the very beginning, the the the, the Hawkinson fumble that you know, we were I think about twenty odd yards or something um, from from the goal line gave it away, and then that kicked off Chargers on a, a bit. Of, I don't know, seventy odd yard drive um, to score a touchdown, take the lead, um, and we just we went from bad to worse um, every time. Like there was, we actually got away with one um, as well. There was there was a play where um, Madison got the ball and snap comes to him, and then he only has the ball for about maybe three seconds or something, and the play gets basically blown dead. And I'm like. Well, it's only been like three seconds or something, but basically he loses the football. The Chargers get the football back and we basically get away with one. Um, we just, I fumble after fumble after fumble um, and just terrible defending. Our, our defending, I said last week as well that our defence hasn't looked great and I, and I kind of put it down to, right, it's early in the season New DC and everything else, new you know, new quarterbacks coming in as well. Let's let's see how things go. Um, oh, just say that the, the coverage was dreadful for some of the um, some of the touchdowns. Like the the Herbert to Keenan Allen um, touchdown. He's literally like there's, there's not another Vikings quarterback. I think within he's about alone, 10, yeah. 15 yards. So he's just like standing there, just giving a wee wave. Like oh, I'm over here. Hello. Um, Aye, just I think I think in that game um, he, he um, had over half the yards. Her- Herbert had four hundred and five yards passing. Two hundred and fifteen of those were to Keenan Allen. Yep. Like, how are we not covering him better? Do you know what I mean? Like, how are we giving him that amount of space? Um, I mean, unfortunately, that's um, the, the news that came out of the game. You know, Allen went off later on in the in the game. Uh, unfortunately, a season-ending injury, which is a big blow for the. The Chargers, but no, it was, it was just Williams. The beginning. It was Williams with the season ender. Alan was Alan. Oh, was sorry, right. no, it was, sorry, it was Williams. Sorry, it was Williams. Um, aye, um, but I was just like the running game. They didn't. They, they didn't really have a running game. Like Eckler was out. I know. So, I started Joshua Kelly. I know they didn't I, have a running game. Aye, they, did, they definitely did not. They definitely did not have a running game. Um, but aye, just like you thought. Okay, they've not got a running game, so. They're going to be concentrating and trying to pass the football. So, like, stick with your like, stick with your wide receiver. Like, don't give them acres of space and then just let them, you know, let them go straight through the way that they did. Um, it was just now, now to be uh, fair, awful, to, be, awful, to be fair, to be fair, they did start to let one of their wide receivers throw passes. <laughs> so, come on, you know, if you're going to stick with your wide receiver and they start chucking passes, what can you do? Aye, but, uh, I think that's. I think I was just taking the piss, to be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we we just like I said the score flattered us. Um, the, the Chargers were pretty efficient. Say um, Herbert was forty for forty seven, three touchdowns. Um, he, he really didn't do much wrong. But then when say when you get players just within with acres of room, just he made it look so easy. Um, but our our bad play calling, we we hung on. Um, and I say there was a number of times where we were basically like fourth down had to to make the conversion and there was a couple of ones that there was one that um osborne caught um that again we were just holding on to that drive as best we could to try and stay in the game 
Um, and then we turned it around from there. Like JJ um, had his 52 yard touchdown, which was brilliant. You thought, right, finally. Nearly 150 yards in the turned, game. I turned, turned a corner here and started to think, I were, we're, we're maybe going to actually get this win. And it's the fourth quarter was just mental. It's absolutely bizarre. Um, that, and that's where all the daft play calling kept coming in as well. Um, on both sides, like um, the Chargers were, they were fourth and one in their own 24 or something like that, decided to go for it. Um, and we turned the ball over and got it back. Because um, at that point as well, you're thinking, all they need to do is just you know keep keep hold of the ball, you know, get, make up that yard. And again, thought, no, um, game, game's over for us. But again, got back into that. We glimmer of hope. We thought we'd, we'd maybe get a chance here. And then just just absolute heartbreak at the end. So he passed to uh, Hawkinson. Uh, that didn't quite make it. It was um, Kenneth Murray, I think, was the guy that uh, basically flipped into it. That I, I'm I'm going to give Hawkinson a bit of, a bit of forgiveness. I'm going to say that was a really good defense, actually. Aye, it, it was. Aye, it was. It was. But we just um, not, nothing went right for us. But I think I think the score was flattering. We we held on, and the, the, the Chargers big win for them. Say to 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 get that to get that first win, one and two certainly looks a lot better than one and three. Uh, now, do you know what? Right, I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick this one to Terry and Ian. Right, so this is ones where for, from. How do I put this delicately? Some teams whose offences are not firing on all cylinders. Um, how would you feel if you went and played the Vikings next week? We read the schedule, and either your team, you were up against the Vikings week four. Is a, is a team that, so the Vikings have no defence that anybody can see, but they've got a very potent offence. How, like, how would you feel about it? Whenever you go up against... Jefferson, Hawkinson, <laughs> just does you got to, you just got you can't you can't take anything for granted, man. You know that, that guy can in the blinking eye be down the field and you know scoring a touchdown and things like that. So it doesn't matter. I think yeah, I, I watched the first game of the season with the Vikings. Um and I mean it's kinda like I'm just a bit disjointed and it seems that it's just not really kind of got off their back a wee bit from there and they're still lingering the effects of that and it's just getting more and more in their own heads. Like, I don't think they're all of a sudden just a bad team. You know, they've got good players, well-coached, good head coach, and it just seems that everything's just kind of spiraling a wee bit and they just need to really hit a reset and just be like, right, we need to shake all this off and just need to get on and just get going. And sometimes that is hard to... You know, being there myself and I know and you feel sort of making pressure and the little things then just become really difficult. You know, the things that you used to do all the time, you know, a simple catch, all of a sudden your head's turning because yeah. you're thinking about the extra yards right away because you're trying to do more to overcompensate for all the other stuff that you're missed. And then these little things just start becoming these massive problems when there really isn't a massive problem there, but it all then just comes down to this mentality aspect. So, yeah, yeah. I still, you know, I still... You know, any team that has Jefferson and things like that, yeah, you can't be taking that for granted. So I think you just need to kind of reset and just get their head straight. Right. I would, I would okay, agree. Folks, you all heard that. And um, what we actually just had for the first time this week is we're joining the NFL commentating team with the first of the evening. Taylor Swift reference alert. <laughs> <laughs> we had a reference to shaking something off. That's the first one we're joining... <laughs> Every single commentary <laughs> team in every ground, whether it was Kansas City were playing or not, are desperately seeking to drop Taylor Swift references in. That's our first day, and well done, mate. You, uh, you can have that wee bit for yourself. Uh, Liam, up yourself, Green Bay Vikings, you know, for you, it's a lot more, it's a lot more meaningful for you. Well, Is that a team you look at and you, you would fear? Well, after last season, no. You know, okay, we lost. <laughs> we 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 scrumped. Week one was so far gone last year. No one remembered it. And then it was like week I don't know. Was it week fifteen? We played them again, and we uh, at home we trounced them. It was great. It was a great. It was we, a great day. we will get on to your game, William. You beat you beat the Saints. We Derek Carr limping off. Uh, we'll top, of, top, top of the division. Top of the top of the division. Who'd have thought it? That's eh? <laughs> 
That's true. The two very different Two very different styles of uh, of commentary there, ladies and gentlemen. But Ian <laughs> steps in with a wonderfully nuanced view of how things are going, and then we wheel out the other divisional fan. Do you feel them? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, Smudger has actually already set us up and led us in. So as has been mentioned, yes, Liam, you get to talk about Victory Monday and all things Green Bay beating the mighty, mighty New Orleans Saints and Derek Carr. And I don't know, I think he's down to at least two thirds of one leg and one third of the other. Uh, is it, was, was this a case where you deserve all the plaudits that the, the world's going to throw your way? Or did you kind of get away with it a wee bit? Uh, I, of course, I had complete faith throughout this whole game. Craig, Craig, uh, Craig will, uh, uh, you know, attest to that uh, from some messages going back and forth on Sunday. Oh, um, I absolutely <laughs> never <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it was uh, was not looking rosy. Was shall we say <laughs> three, three quarters in? <laughs> um, no, yeah, well, in the end, it was a great win. In the end, wasn't it? Eleven minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and we're what seventeen down. And turned yep. it around somehow. So, some uh, finale. It's, it was, putting up It's one of these things. You see, you look at the the score, the quarter by quarter breakdown. Right, seven nil down in the first, ten nil down in the second. Nothing happened in the third quarter. You just both took that one off. <laughs> and then you come back and you post eighteen points in the fourth. You know, I mean, that's dare I say it? Is that not just clutch football? Yeah, well, it's. It, it obviously, I suppose the whole thing for us, all, it's going to be all season. Is is what love going love going to do? So, no one knew, no one knew what was going to be coming in. Three games in, not going to say he's we're perfect by he's perfect by any means, but it's a, a clutch win to come back from that as a third third starting game really. Um, so yeah, and and, and we're missing we're missing some pretty key players. We're, Jones was out, still Watson was out, missing. We're missing most of our left offensive line, or all of our offensive line, starting line, as well. So, and Alexander was missing the cornerbacks. So we missed some key players, really. So mm-hmm. to turn that round, mm-hmm. okay, again, it's this, it's the Saints. They're not, you know, well, they're, they're not. They're not one, to be fair, to be fair, kind of city, but, but yeah. they've played three games. Their defense is pretty good. They've only, I say, that's the most points they've lost in a, in a game is eighteen, which is it's not too shabby at all. <laughs> yeah, that is good. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. It was. It, I think if you went back and watched the coaches went back and watched the film, it's going to be a lot of a lot of correction, shall we say? But um, hey, as we're talking about first one like one quarter only, I'll take that quarter, uh, that fourth quarter, <laughs> and, and run with it. So, <laughs> um, I suppose a win's a win, Liam. Exactly, win exactly. Win's a win. So when I suppose a big one, and I don't know, I, I, I tell you, you tell me how you think about it. Cause it's the thing I'm struggling with with Green Bay this year. Because you look at Jordan Love, and it's all going to be about Love all season. You know, what I mean, we all know that. Well, the rest of the pieces, or most of the rest of the pieces in Green Bay, you know, everybody knows who Jones is. Everybody knows what kind of player these guys are. But Love, we're treating him, or I feel a wee bit like we're treating him like a rookie quarterback. But it's his fourth year in the league. Now, obviously, he's not been able to get huge amounts of game time or anything, but he is. He has been about for a long while. You know, how does how are you looking at it? You know, do you, are you looking at him as somebody that he basically is a rookie, or he needs to be held to a bit of a higher standard? It's kind of a hard one, I think. Well, I suppose because no, because it's such an unknown. I just say no one knew what he was going to do, and like if you told me three games in, he's had two, three, three games, three touchdown games, only thrown one interception in three games. I've taken that all day long. I've I've been quite happy with that. You know. Okay, he's been sitting behind Rogers. He's getting all the experience sitting behind him all, all this time. But it's like they always say, it's nothing until you get in there and try and do it. You don't know how you're going to react. So, so it's a it's po- baby baby step, shall we say, positive. But we'll see we'll see how the season goes in total. But three games yeah. in, well, can't be, can't really say I'm unhappy. And I suppose it's one where Green Bear obviously have been, you know, a perennial playoff team. You know I mean, and don't be wrong yet. The, the Rogers effect is the Rogers effect, and we all know about that. Is is there something like the the you guys see Green Bay sticking to that this year? You know, is that is that you see what is that the objective? Is that the aim? Like the, the realistic aim, obviously. We something would you want to do every year? Win a Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> but like, is is that is the playoffs with Jordan Love year one? 
what what Green Bay are really aiming for. I, well, I'm sure Craig will maybe say different, but um, I was I've been realistic at the start of the season. I was I'd have been relatively happy with six wins in the season. To be honest, that had been relatively successful. Seen seen what the stats were of Love. See what he did. See what he didn't do. But you know, being the optimistic side of it, when I was looking at it, I thought we could sneak in there into the playoffs. And again, I'm still the same mind. I don't really know where to see where we'll go, but. Hey, we're top of the division, as I said earlier, so we'll take it for now. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Listen, when, when we did the preview, um, the, the season previews, and we did the NFC North, I, we, I think in the end, you, you reluctantly... Um, I reluctantly fell to fourth. We, we had, I was going from first had, to fourth. <laughs> we had, we had Green Bay, we had Green Bay at the bottom of the pile, because we all thought that the Lions looked as if they were going to be rejuvenated. We thought um, the Bears, with all the, the moves that they made, and they've just been an absolute disaster. <laughs> um don't worry, we'll time for them later. So, um, yeah, as far as the NFC North is, goes and in, in, in the Packers, they, I thought I thought the second half was definitely a game of two halves. He's, he's held the Saints pretty well um, to like punt after punt after punt the second half of that game. Um, I mean, okay, Winston came in after the, after the lost car, but he, he did all right as well. The numbers were pretty similar. Um, he was he certainly came in and was still pretty pretty serviceable. It wasn't like they had a massive massive decline with the swap at quarterback. Um, Okay, they were they were without Kamara. I think he's that's next week game suspension. He's back next week. Yeah. But then, like you say, Jones was out, so you were both missing key components uh, running back. So that's uh, it's a it's a massive win, um, especially given everything else that, that happened in the division this uh, this weekend. So, so yeah, the, uh, the, the, the quarterback one's interesting for the sake of the stats. Uh, Card before he went off was what thirteen for eighteen, one on three yards and a touchdown. Uh, yep. Jameis, when he came in, ten for sixteen, so not yeah. not as good, but not wildly out. Uh, hundred one yards, That's the same hundred yards. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And to fair to Winston, he got him up there for a field goal uh, chance, you know, right at the end. You know, so yeah. that's what, what else you really want from really at that point um, near the end of the game. So, um, now, yeah. I'll tell you what, we've we've talked about uh, one team that's got a, 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 an incredible offense but no defense, a team that's trying yep. to discover where its new offence lies. And we're going to move on now to talk about two teams who aren't entirely certain how offence is spelled. Uh, so, <laughs> Ian, you're beloved. Yeah, now, now, to be fair, to be fair, this game was higher scoring than the punt return game. Yes. That yes, would be a bit difficult. <laughs> it was progress. 10-3, was it? 10-3, the punt return game finished. So. Yep. First thing I say is if you, if you haven't watched the game, then I wouldn't bother watching the highlights because there's not much highlights. To <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on now, hold on now. I'm a fan of the, the winning team. If you game. haven't watched it, don't. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's, there's nothing really going to excite you. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I'm a, a pretty cynical. There's, there's kind of two ways. Like um, I was looking at the season, you know, the coaching side of things. You know, having Bill O'Brien back. Was a big, big plus. Um, really liked him at, in college. Really liked what he's done. So I was happy he was coming in and looking forward to seeing how the offense was going to work there. And then you know, Gazeki guy I always liked as well. So I was really excited for that signing. Then Juju, it's like, oh, guy can still do a job, man. You know, I seen him in Kansas City last year. So you know, it was pretty, pretty kind of exciting. And then we kind of. In the draft, pick up you know these kind of you know Keishon Booty uh, out of LSU. We kind of some problems. It was a bit of a risk, but you know everything before he had his problems, he was kind of getting you know in some better numbers and you know some of the, the, the big LSU wide receivers. So you know he was a bit of a risk, but then he's like he's paid off, and then made, you know Demario Douglas. So there was like a lot of excitement, and then at the end there, you know as Elliott comes in, so you're like okay, you know, like. Some 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 exciting things happening on offense. Okay, so kind of kind of looking forward to this, and then you know within the first seven minutes of that opening game against uh, the Eagles, we'd fumbled it, we'd, we'd, we'd you know we're behind by this. And you're like, shit, here we go again. So uh, <laughs> and then last week it, it really wasn't much better, but you know yesterday things things were a bit better offensively. You know. Right away, there was kind of some some decent passing. You know, it wasn't it straight three now? You know, some nice out routes to the tight ends. Um, yep. You know, the, the the run game wasn't 
wasn't really there. You know, I don't know. I don't know quite what's going on with Ramondre at the moment. You know, he was rested a lot. Yeah. Through, he was rested a lot through the summer. He didn't take part in a lot of stuff in training camp or pre-season. I mean, he just doesn't seem to be moving quite freely. So I'm not too sure what's going on there. The, the worry with yeah. Ramondre surely because he had opportunity. He had 19 yeah. carries. Yeah, we were talking about that last week. Um, about Stevenson and Zeke wondering what, what this game would be like. They were pretty even, like Zeke had 16, Stevenson had 19, but Zeke ended up getting a wee bit more, about 80 yards compared 80 to yards, yeah. a, a reasonable kind of 50 50 split, um, in terms of the number of the, the snaps that they were seeing, um, on the ground because it was, it was a bit of a wet and miserable kind of game yeah, for a lot of it. And, and Jones was, aye, I mean, I think, I think, yeah, that. I wouldn't even look too deeply into the stats on Jones from that point of view because he, he, he attempted a few kind of ambitious deep balls to like Parker and Juju and I, I think I think the conditions kind of played into that a wee bit as well. So um, yeah. I think they did look improved. I would I would definitely agree with that, Ian. Um, we we kind of got you know we we done. I think Mark done a really good job of you know seeing. Switching things up, there was a few things where he changed the play where he, he got some good matchups that he liked and he kind of mm. took advantage of it, which was good. Um, in regards to the you know the, the touchdown as well, I, I'm pretty sure he's changed the play there because he's seen the, the man coverage uh, and he's done that to you know the play action. You know, we've got the tight end Miles Holmes, so you know he's went down the hill. And it's a tight end. It's not. It's a tight end. It's not a pass catching tight end. He's you know he's a blocking tight end. So yeah. You know, I'm I'm pretty sure that he's changed the play on that because if we're going to run, if we're going to run that as a route, you'd put your better hands of Henry or Gasicki in there. So <laughs> that's why he brought Gasicki in because his tight ends go. He's he's not the best blocker in the world, but he's got he does have good hands. Yeah. yeah so I, I did love that touchdown. Though. It was brilliant though. Oh, because. Like, <laughs> It was so quick though. Like Jones, he just gets the ball and, and literally like a couple of seconds later, he just he just floats it over and just just sees yeah. Big Pharaoh Brown just standing there. The, the big man just well, goes just for it. It was it, absolutely just, brilliant. Just hold it that second <laughs> just to make it look like it's that run, just to suck Aye. in those defenders. So as soon as he gets past, you know, as soon as he gets past those defenders and he thinks they're still holding on it, you can just dump Aye. it. So great, great job. But defensively. Um, really good. No, they're really, really good. Patriots are a really good team defensively. Uh, I think they're only getting away from that. Um, they absolutely stuffed the Jets in third downs. Um, yeah, so first yeah. half they dominated in first uh, in third downs. Yeah, that's, I, that's, you know, I was looking through the stats of the game. That's one that bounced out to me. The Jets converted two out of fourteen third downs. Like, yeah. like you can you can complain about uh, I just just third down efficiency. You can yep. play about you know it's Zach Wilson, it's the Jets or the rest of it, or you want. You need to have a huge amount of credit to a defense that does that to a team. You know, I mean that does just show you a really well worked defensive unit. You know? I'm sure at one point through the you know halfway through the second quarter, their total yardage so far in the game is minus one. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, have went backwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, so was it like there, there was a like. You know, Gonzalez just looks like an absolute steal. Um, yeah. Like, and I, I don't. I try not to get hyped up with all these rookies. Man, like, I've been there so many years now as a Patriots fan, and we pick it. Oh, this guy's here, and you know, it just it never ever pays off. So I tend not to get hyped up when we like draft guys in the first round. Just, it just something that just doesn't really work out a lot for us. But he seems to be, you know, just a, a really really good player. He's locked down, you know, AJ Brown, Tariq Hill now. Um, you know, Garrett Wilson locked down yesterday as well. So he's, you know, seems to be a really good addition. Um, Keon White that we took in the second round as well, Georgia Tech, D-line. He's an absolute monster. Um, and he's just helping clean things up inside. And Judon's doing what Judon does. So defensively, you know, they... They are, they are looking really good. So, like as the first half went on, like it just I was like, this is, seems pretty routine. Even though we weren't really doing much offensive, you know, we we're making drives. We had a couple of field goal attempts, but two high snaps, which then just put the timing in that off. And they, you know, we missed them again. Kind of weather conditions, things like that. Uh, you know, the second one was the second field goal attempt. He's missed. He was, he was like, yeah, three up, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the second half, you know, the Jets had one drive, and you know, I think Wilson finished on like 100 and 
They did one really solid drive in the fourth. Wilson did yeah. have he, 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 he did have but one combat like drive, drive all game. Yeah, and I think he got 112 yards in that drive. And only finished, only finished with like 150 whole game or something like that. Aye. Aye. something like that. It was, <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, you know, if you can, if you can hold them to that, you know, one drive a game really, then yeah. you know, they get well. But you know, we got the safety, and then you're thinking, I okay, that's good. safety. That's one of my favourite scoring moments in football. It's so embarrassing. It always takes so long to develop sometimes, I feel as well. You're like wearing it on and you're like just waiting for the last minute for the ball to be either like thrown uh, away or, or <laughs> go down. But, yeah. you know, again, but, and then the Jets had this booming punt, man, like a 75 yard punt from the from, from the from the safety that pins his way back in their own 10, and you're like, okay, maybe yeah, this is the that, that's, that, that's a punter that's really visualizing when they get yeah. that ball. They are visualising someone they dislike all day level that. And then like, the, 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 the end of the game just became really scrappy. Um, yeah. You know, we kind of try to see it out and then I don't really know what we were doing, mm. but, you know, we ended up Matt taking like a, like a QB sneak sort of thing to gain a first down with eight seconds left and we couldn't really do anything else with it. So we then, you know, like our... Then punt away them or something. I really don't know what what we were doing at that point. But um, what's the plan here? And then you know you give it back to them. But luckily it's like Wilson. You're getting the ball back to us, so there's no worries there. So (laughs) I feel fairly a good batch for that hill, maybe. Well, (laughs) the drive is four. You know, you have the check down on on fourth and ten. And man coverage, so like, you know, yeah. that's that's uh, that's that's definitely one to be thinking about. It's not but... a high percentage. One. No, uh, I tell no. you, what, so surely like, this is going to be the big one for for Pat's fans to be thinking at a minute. So obviously, you know, when we did all the stuff with previews, and you know, had we thought about, you know, what did Pat's fans think uh, the, the season ahead was going to hold? There was that big year of optimism, um, you know, the kind of changes that happened and and what have you. And, you know, there was obviously the Jets were a big unknown, but they had Rogers at the time, and they obviously don't. Are Pats fans and Jets fans now just kind of in a position where you're looking at the rest of the division? You're looking at that Dolphins team. You're looking at that Bills team. Do, do you know what, guys? Let's just let's just call the season here. Let's just get, get to the next draft, and we'll, we'll reset, and we'll start again. You know what? It's like... There's a new, like, follow up to a follow up of Patriots fan, things like that, and Twitter. And some of the really hardcore ones in Boston and things like that are just absolutely blinded. Like, they, they don't see any, like, they just don't have, they just have blinkers on the whole time. And it's like, no, we're good enough for this. We, sh- we can beat this. We can beat that. And, like, it's just like, either you've, you know, you just, ha- you don't actually understand what's going on, or you, you know, or you literally are just blinded by your team. So I think there's a real divide, you know, there's like optimistics. For me, it's just ultimately did I think we would beat the Dolphins and Eagles to start the season? Probably not, no, because one, we never normally beat the Dolphins early in the season and the Eagles just off the Super Bowl, so, and then we'd beat the Jets, yeah, so are we where I thought we'd probably be? Yeah. So, you know, and then you're going to, you're going to play Cowboys next week, who then just, you know, get brought back down to earth, so <laughs> that's that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if, there's, if there's one thing we've learned from the NFL is you, you can't predict what will happen. I mean, you're saying, yeah. oh, what what's going to happen division wise when when the Pats um, play the Dolphins, who you know just dropped seventy points. But we were all talking about the Cardinals playing the Cowboys, who just dropped fifty points a week prior, and we went, oh, I've got no chance, absolutely no chance. Mm-hmm. And then okay, there did some massive massive injuries um, throughout the week, which did have influence on it. But these things happen, so you, you just. Yeah. You just never know. You know, like a, a Dolphins team that drops seventy points one week, you know, hopefully not. But you know, a few injuries here well, and there, and it could be an entirely well, different story in a week or two from you know from that. With the defense they've got, they'll always be in games. You know, I, I don't exactly. see yeah. don't see any teams blowing the Patriots out of the water. Um, oh. And if they do, it'll be because of mistakes and like that. It's just not going to be on ability. And then it's a, it's just a case of what levels the offense can get to. You know how quickly can they adapt? How quickly can they get better? You know, is there any last minute 
trades now, you know, as our teams that are going to start thinking, oh, well, that's our season gone, so let's try and rebuild it off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, right, uh, just, well, just before you move on to the next one, Brian. Well, I know, I know. Uh, says the Browns fan. <laughs> um, right, so, uh, glass houses and all that, guys. Uh, right, well, tell you what, so talking about, uh, you know, what can offence move to levels and all the rest of it, there's only, there's only one more game to talk about, and there's only one more game that we possibly can talk about. And let's be honest, chaps, there's blowouts and there's blowouts. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's giving somebody a bit of a cuffing and there's 70-20. This is one Ian's actually probably sat there really smug, given that he's already mentioned putting 50 up on somebody uh, earlier in the pod, and this is just the same. Uh, well, 50 points differential in it. It was Denver at the, the Dolphins in... I don't think many people expected Denver to walk away with much. However, I think we maybe expected the smallest scraps of their dignity that they would potentially leave with. And I think it is safe to say that they are... How do you ever live a game like that now? As I said to the guys before we started, I've not even dedicated anybody to run this game down because there is just so much in it to potentially eat into I'm just going to put this one up here, just just as my my one that I looked at, and it's just it's very obvious and it's very simple. Seven hundred and twenty six total <laughs> yards. Of yep, ridiculous, unbelievable. as well, Brian. You say seven hundred and twenty six yards. It's that's second. That's second in the history of the NFL. Ah <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> seven hundred and thirty-five is is the record from nineteen fifty-one. The Rams in nineteen fifty-one. Because I was interested to see if um, if the yardage record was broken, um, but sadly not. Sadly not. A bit a bit like the points record that we were all hoping for. Oh, like take the field goal, I... come on, like do it, do it, do it. And then what does McDaniel do? It's ah take take an eat, take an eat at the end of the game. And I, we're all I absolutely. People gutted about it. People were applauding that as if, oh, that's that's you know, ah, cl- classy, classy, so, so classy, so classy, classy. <laughs> You've just put seventy up in them. Exactly. Since the last three weeks, it's not like you it's not like we got to forty twenty and they started easing off. Can't can even talk about classy when they've done the no look shovel pass. Oh, <laughs> that was just brilliant. That's, that's just so good. Yeah, that, that's a pass to Chain was like, one of the best things we saw oh. on Sunday night. Unbelievable. Yeah. I think like <laughs> that's just a team confident and yeah. enjoying playing together, enjoying their environment, enjoying their coaching. You know, the whole locker rooms on the same place, and, and that's what happens. But at the same time, the media then is going to is, you know they're going to be seeing how high. So it's up to them mentally now again to how they deal with it because. Start blaming your own hype sometimes. You start, like, you know, that's when you start getting a little bit sloppy, and you think, "Oh, actually, I don't need to do that because I'm already there." So, yes, it's, it's, it's up to them how they keep going. They're all, you know, they are a great team. They've got great players. Mike McDaniel's a good, great coach. You know, good, good, good things going for them. It's, it's how it's how they can keep it going and how how they react to the the constant expectations now that you know that's going to be on their shoulders. It's going to be interesting. I'm just I'm looking at the defense schedule and right. Okay, next week they've got the they've got the Bills coming up. They they actually don't have like a horror run of games at any point the rest of the year. Mm. The worst that I can really see is they've got what Eagles, Pats, Chiefs. Then after that, it's the Raiders. Then it's the Jets. So you know they they've got maybe the odd patch with a couple of tricky opponents, but no, they don't like. Are they going to get that big test? Are they going to get that big punch in the mouth that they then they kind of come back from? Um, hmm. what, what do you think, Liam? As you've been watching oh. this, and we've all been loving watching the Finns this year, but what do you take away from them? Well, it's kind of like I remember like thinking back, it seems funny that I didn't think of it. We didn't think of this before, but like last season, they were doing the same. Not okay, they didn't put up 70, but the start of the season last season, they were flying as well, and you kind of forgot about that. Because um, obviously the whole tour, tour saga that went on for most of it, an end. I suppose it kind of comes back to that, doesn't it? 
can to stay stay healthy, healthy really. Um, obviously, you don't yeah. want to see anyone get injured, but I suppose that's always been a talking point coming into the season. It's still kind of a talking point. Um, but yeah, but then I think next week's some interesting going up against the Bill. Is it Bills next week? I think so. Yeah. Obviously, uh, Josh Allen squaring off against uh, Tua. That'll be an interesting. After that, kind of scoreline. Um, so yeah, yeah, I don't see. I don't see anything on the Bills. It stops that Dolphins. I think the only thing it stops them just now is themselves. This one here's well here is a thought. Should we be talking about and I know it's only week three. Surely Tua has got to be the name at the top of the ballot for like the early, 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 far too early MVP conversation. He's thrown, he's thrown for over a thousand yards already, isn't it, after three games? <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. But it is funny because see if we're sat at the start of the season, we said, right, who are you? Your top quarterbacks in the league. You know what I mean? Right, okay, you'd have had Mahomes, you'd have had Allen, you'd have had Herbert, you'd have had uh, possible people like Lawrence, Ian would have said Mac and we would all laugh. Um, <laughs> uh, people whisper Mac at the start of the season as well, you know, but there's so many quarterbacks that were all hyped up. Um, but he's not he's not done much wrong so far. They've just you know, their offense has been so, so good to watch. Um the, the, the fact that they were so balanced as well, like I say, the, the, the rushing yeah. touchdown, the, the passing touchdowns, just everything clicked yesterday. And I, it was probably a freak, a freak game. You know, like it was a combination of an offense doing everything right and a defense doing everything wrong. Like the Broncos' defense is honking, like even more honking than the Jags' defense was on Sunday, which was also honking. Um, but they were just all over the place. And I, I, I felt a wee bit for Russell Wilson. Because he, he was the dreadful. Like I'm just looking like he, he threw for over 300 yards in that game. Yeah. Um he took he only took one sack and, and he lost two touchdown passes as well to penalties. Um so like he well, thought, couldn't he really thought... do he do much, you know, much wrong, but his defense was just uh, that that was the, the, the by far the weak link in that as far as the Broncos went. So you know, from Vance Joseph, I'm thinking oof. That's no a, that's a shaky peg as far as um, coaching positions goes, I would have thought. Cause, uh, what's always been a bit, uh, a bit strange. It's a good start. Yeah. What's going to say about, about Sean Payton, which I only because I was reading an article today, I didn't think of it at the time, is they left Wilson in there, even though the score was hmm. miles away. Like, <laughs> surely, you, surely you would have just taken him out? Like, is that a kind of thing of... And, uh, like, and, uh, I, think, I, I think in those situations, like, if you're, if you're a struggling team, then you got to use it as a training session. I suppose. You know, and, and so, mm. you know, if you're struggling with, if you're struggling to get things moving and you're, you're trying to get your wide receivers and your quarterback on the same timing and things like that, then that's the, you know, you say, oh, you get the closest thing you can get to a game you train. So if you actually got that opportunity in like game-like situations, then you got to take that. And that's probably why they did keep him in there was just to try and keep, you know, going through the progressions, getting used to the snaps, getting used to, you know, handoffs with running backs and timings with wide receivers and things like that. So you know, it might not seem like much, but there probably was some there probably was some purpose that the Broncos did get out of that, you know, even though it wasn't on the scoreboard. No, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say Ian's been far too reasonable. That was entirely punitive. That was Sean Payton <laughs> punishing Rust for all his Broncos country, for all his he's hit me over the past season and an off season. That was that was Sean Payton looked at what was happening to his team, thought about it, and went, Nah, do you know what? Stop <laughs> you. you for, all, for all the money yeah, was that then, yeah, they thrown at them that they can't can <laughs> throw at defensive players. <laughs> yeah, you can just go out there to get murdered. Uh, although, did we so, say that? He, did, he only took the, one sack, was it? One sack, yeah, one took, sack. Yeah. One sack, aye. Yeah, he didn't get that murdered. Uh, right, okay, gents, that, that brings us. Uh, to the close of our, of, of our big games. Uh, they're all big games, but those were, those were the, the homers and the bigger ones that we chose to talk about this week. So it is time for, uh, it's a slightly new feature. We've been enjoying it so far this year. It's uh, it's the resting one. So it's going back through all the other games 
Uh, and I've been slightly cruel this weekend, and I've actually given Ian Monday Night Football. Uh, so he has to project into the future and hope he doesn't get it wrong. Uh, I'm actually quite happy with that because I think it's two, two fascinating games. So excellent. We'll, um, so we'll, we'll, we'll save that one for the end. Uh, so it's, yeah, uh, running through the other games, giving them, them in one line. Uh, Smudger, we're going to kick off with yourself in Thursday Night Football. It was the Giants at the Niners. Give me it in one line. Um, tell you. <laughs> the, the, the vindication of somebody that was on the preview crew knew it uh, Liam what about the, the Falcons at Alliance uh, I think it was a Laporta breakout party for that was I'm being made to eat my words with Laporta I've been saying it all off season nope rookie tight end nope 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 and yeah that looked like that was promising uh, Ian this, this, I'm interested in this one Texans at Jags Bad day at the office for the Jags. Just, uh, just off day. Just got Houston got lucky. Off day. Yeah, the Jags haven't been flying this year. It's not been. It's not I been vintage. Taylor's not one, been looking. If you watch that one back, you'll does a lot of things went wrong. That you know, just one of those ones where you know, if it goes wrong, it's going wrong for you on that day, and it's just a catalog of errors. That won't happen again. I don't think. Look at the experience. Well, for me, it could only be looking at the Titans, uh, Titans at the Browns. Super Bowl's back on. Back on. <laughs> uh, Smudger. Uh, Bill's at, Bill's at uh, Washington. Bill's, Bill's at the, the Commanders. Sorry, I've got football team again. One liner for this one. Uh, oh, demolition job. <laughs> take, take command. Oh, I like that. Liam, this you better go one particular direction with us, and I'll be disappointed with you. Uh, Colts at the Ratbirds. Tucker being upstaged by by another kicker. Ooh, can you believe it, Mister Automatic? I know, but fear missing a sixty-one field, uh, sixty-one field. Aye, just a Matt Gay, Matt Gay, what was it? Four, four fifty yarders he got, so mm-hmm. upstaged. Yeah, <laughs> quite right, quite right. Uh, Ian, uh, I don't think this is a vintage game, but still, uh, Panthers at Seahawks. My one lane for that was two terrible teams. <laughs> Aww, the oh. Seahawks. I was going to say, Seahawks fans uh, are not going to be impressed with that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, right, uh, do you know, I'm, I'm not even going to really dig in, and it's just the Bears. I actually now genuinely feel bad for Bears fans, which is quite the thing because I do enjoy mocking Grant in in, in, in the the chat we have. Um, But I I genuinely feel bad for him. They've ruined Justin Fields. Um, Right, okay. Uh, Let's let's draw this to a close. Uh, Smudge, our last one for yourself, mate. Cowboys Cowboys at Cardinals? Oh, injuries, injuries, injuries. Um, yeehaw, if you're a Cards fan. Uh, that was I, probably one of the big surprise results of the weekend. But um, I, cow, Cowboys, I think, like the, the previous game that you was discussing, just bad bad day at the office. Um, and I, in, injuries, I think, got the better of them, um, certainly on the defensive side. So I, hopefully they'll, they'll come good, I'm sure. So, as so the Cowboys, that they are used to. Uh, <laughs> We've seen this from them before. <laughs> so, for, for clarity, you are you're not backing Joshua Dobbs as MVP. Uh, <laughs> I just I wanted to be sure. Wanted to be sure. Uh, right, last last one for yourself, uh, Lee. It was a late game. Uh, Steelers at Raiders. McDaniel's. I think that sums it up. I think um, really. Yeah. Was really? it? Was, there, was, there was some stat. It was the only team. The only team. I think who went for a field goal with three minutes left, being down eight points in the fourth quarter with um with less than five with five yards or less to go. And they did it twice because they, they went for a kick and they got it and then it got pulled back for a penalty and they went did it again. They got three plays later, did it again. It was interesting. Conspiracy. Just trying to just try and make the Steelers look good, clearly. <laughs> uh, right, Ian, you said you were looking forward to it, mate. So Monday night football. Yeah, so we go the uh, Tampa and Philadelphia we go potential game of the week I think on that one mm-hmm. um, yeah I think Tampa surprised a lot of people that uh, Philly just a good team all round but yeah I know I know you're a big Baker fan and I'd like to I'd like to 
liked what he's done so far this year. So yeah, I'm going potential game of the week there. And then on the other one, <laughs> could be the downfall of Cincinnati. So you know you've got mm-hmm. potential game of the week, and then you've got the potential downfall of Cincinnati. So yeah, two 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 massive games to be perfectly honest. And I think you know if Cincinnati do lose, you know you you might see some you might see some movement with some star players. Mm. I'll tell you what, so here, right, here, here is your two things. Because we do still have two games waiting for us. So, you know, we've got the Bucks at the Eagles and we've got Bengals at the Rams. Uh, I've heard about it. Um, but it's, is this, so I'm going to ask the one because it's a complete homer for me and I do love it so much. Are we seeing the signs of Baker trying to reclaim his career? Um, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I think maybe he's just a guy not putting me any pressure. I think, you know, there was so much hype and pressure on him at Cleveland and then, you know, when he was, the expectation, oh, you're doing well, and then that expectation gets gross, and then you have that one bad couple of games, and then all of a sudden it's just this negative energy, and everything again, you know, and you're talking these spirals, but, and you know, what? you seen, I watched it again, you know, that first game of the season against the Vikings, and did not look out of place, you know, that guy played a really good game, with some good weapons, and Mike Evans, like seems to be connecting really well with them. Good, you build up, build up a good rapport with that guy. And you should wait to see where you're throwing to. Like you're, you're always going to be in a good place. So, yeah, and, and, and interesting season. See, see how where he goes, how he takes it. I tell you, the, 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 the other question then for the, for our other game in Monday Night Football. I don't know how how uh, Bengals fans would t- take this as a thought. So, Craig Liam, I don't know what you think. Could the Bengals? I'm not going to say bench, but because they're really not. You know, but should they be wrapping him in some cotton wool and resting him to try and let that soft tissue injury heal properly, rather yeah. than basically risk him? Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, I think yeah. logically yes, but I suppose your own too. What are you going to do? You're kind of stuck in a rock and hard yeah. place, aren't you? So, um, I, I, I don't think he'll play tonight. I, I don't think he should. But um, no, I don't think he should either. He's, he's, I've seen a bit more. Yeah, I don't think they signed Andy Dalton on whatever it was, you know, Thursday, Friday. If he was going to play tonight, I, I just, I, I don't think he'll play. Uh, I don't think it's worth the risk. You can go zero and three, that's fine, but he can play, still be zero and three and then out for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was going to say. No, uh, I was going to say that it's going to be a bit of hope as well, Smudger. There have been six. Zero in three teams that have made the postseason. Yeah, 81, 81 the Jets did it, 82 the Bucks did it, 92 the San Diego Chargers because it's 1992, uh, 95 the Lions did it, 98 the Bills did it, and the most recent time was 18, 2018 the Texans managed after an own three start. Possible, that's all in a lower, that was all in the, the one game West season, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's it, and it's uh. Yeah, long, longer season now, which does does help you a wee bit, but um, I don't I don't see it happening for us. For the Bengals, yeah, I would absolutely be wrapping up Burrow and Cotton Will. Um, he's he's so vital to that team. Um, but if they can if they can somehow get through this this game uh, and, and get a win under win under their belt without him, uh, hopefully it will, it will stand them in good stead for the, the remainder. And that, like you said, that uh, that injury that he's had bother with all through kind of pre-season as well. Um, he's he's clearly struggling, um, and the the Bengals are not not performing as a result. So you're only going to make things worse by playing them. Like you've seen the evidence so far, it's, it's clear. Um, so why why would you continue with that? It's not going to get any better any quicker if you keep throwing them out there. Um, so I think that they've got to they've got to put them put them to one side and let it heal. I think there's, um, you know, the, the T Higgins contract situation is all what makes it very interesting as well because, you know, if they have a really bad season and it's, you know, owed whatever or, you know, by however how near then, does he want out, you know, is Burrow out long term? Does he then he not sign? So, you know, there must there'll be a lot of these things, a lot of these conversations about what do we do and how do we do things. So, yeah, and, you know, Higgins didn't have the best start for the season either, so... Not, not rosy and Cincy. Nope, and it's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I tell you, that comment is in no way related to my status as a Browns fan. 
Um, right, okay. We are, we're going to wrap things up. Now, as always, we do have a statistic of the week. And uh, I, I felt bad, actually, for the last time I was on. And I actually had Stu on, and I didn't let him have a statistic of the week. Um, so I'm, I'm going to hit out. But this, this does come from the, 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 the mind and heart of Stu. And I, and I like this one. And it sticks with our theme of the Dolphins being, frankly, ludicrous. Um, so they didn't break the all-time score record. They were two points shy of it. They neglected the opportunity to kick their field goal. However, it was not a night where no records were broken because until that game, no two teammates had ever had four touchdowns and 140 scrimmage yards each in a given game. And that was achieved by a chain and most up. They both eclipsed those stats and we wonder how the Dolphins managed to make it to 70 points. Uh, <laughs> two players are combining for eight TDs. Uh, but yeah, so there is our statistic of the week, folks. Right, it is, that is how I was going to wrap up now, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we have had a wee look back over week three. Now, remember, you can keep in touch with the Gridiron crew via Twitter, at gridironcrew. Uh, or grid underscore iron underscore crew on Insta. Stick grid iron crew into YouTube. You will find us there. We're on Twitch uh, and everywhere that you get your podcasts. Uh, help grow the community. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Get in touch. We've been loving hearing from uh, the Bouncing Off the Ropes podcast today on YouTube, chucking some thoughts at us, which was fantastic. We would love to hear from more of these guys. Now, we might be done with week three, but as we've already said, the league isn't. We've got Monday night football to look forward to. Will the Eagles get baked? Hey. <laughs> uh, I've been sat in that line all night. Uh, and where is it? Will, will the Bengals rediscover any form or will they take the, the, the long-term view of things? Uh, and we'll all just need to tune in tonight and watch and see what the league has for us. Uh, so with that said, I've been Brian, the Conscious of Cleveland Dunlin. Uh, I'm delighted to have had Craig on with me tonight. Smudger, thank you very much for joining me, mate. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> uh, Liam, it has been a pleasure to have you on as well, sir. Thank you very much for joining us. No, indeed, always, always a pleasure. Always great to chat. And Ian, it's been far too long since we've had you back on, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. Ian, as we've said before, uh, coach of the EK Pirates. Uh, so if you're ever in... The, the kind of the, the EK area, you want to get yourself into some Brit ball, definitely go give them a look. Uh, Ian, thank you so much for joining us today, mate. No problem at all. Loved it. Anytime, guys. Fantastic. Uh, so, we will see you all later in the week with the week four preview crew. Until then, it has been a pleasure, folks, and we'll speak to you all next time. Good evening. <laughs>